Morning. Well, good to have you guys here with us this morning. My name's Ron. I'm the lead pastor here. And and uh, if you uh, if you wonder about the the scruff on my face and the bags under my eyes, um, yeah, I just spent a week with with our our students, and um, we had a we had a great time. It was awesome. God did some really cool stuff. We're going to be talking a lot more about that uh, towards the end of the month on August 28th. We're going to have Youth Sunday. And they're going to have the, the day to just share with you guys all the things that God did in their lives and, and in the lives of those people we had a chance to hang out with. And, man, it was just awesome. So, um, you, you know, we need, to, we need to celebrate them. And you need to know we have some, some great young people and the future of the church is, is uh, safe. But, um, but they need some help. They need some more. And so we're going we're gonna to keep on digging so that we, we grow our youth program and just... Um, I let them do even more things, not just um, six hours from here or whatever, but um, you know, five minutes from here. And so they're they're looking forward to that as well. So we're we're excited about what God's up to. And um, I don't know if you had a chance to follow along with us uh, during the the Bible study and and different things that that we had uh, for you. But man, God just really spoke to me while I was there, and uh, it was a great time. Uh, in fact, he spoke to me and, and totally changed the direction of where I was heading with our sermon series. And, and so today we, we begin a series that, um, that he really just began working in me. It's one that I've been kind of had on the shelf for a while to, to bring out. And, and uh, he was like, this is it. This is time. And you need to, you need to deliver this, this series to, to URA Community Church. And so here we are. We're starting a brand new series today. Called fear, and uh, I think if we're all honest in the room, there are fears that we have that keep us from being who God wants us to be, and and they they are paralyzing to the point that we we're just not even who we were created to be. We're not we're not even close to being um, what He designed us for because we're so stinking scared of everything, and rightly so. There are some things to be afraid of. But, but this series is about the things that we don't need to be afraid of. And so we're going to focus in on those things like the fear of rejection and the fear of failure, uh, the fear of losing control. Anybody in here, you might not want to miss that week because I, I know for me that's going to be a powerful one. But, but we're going we're to speak to those times and then one that really I think is, it, it keeps us from having the relationship with God that we need, and that's the fear of intimacy. And, um, and so that's going to be one of those things that I think God's really going to use to, to help get us along. But today we're going we're gonna to focus in on the fear of rejection, because I think that's a place that um, really keeps us uh, and holds us back as believers in Christ. We become so afraid of, of rejection uh, that we don't do the things that He calls us to do, and that He very explicitly not just calls us to do, but that he commands us to do. And, and so I think we need to really dig into these. I think we need to be um, present as much as possible for this series. Uh, I think you, you need to not just come on Sunday morning and expect me to give you everything that you need. I think you need to take it home with you and look for what it is that God wants to do in your heart and in your life through this series. This is one that I think will absolutely change you and, and, and what God's doing in your life. And so, so fear is something that really uh, is, is universal. But here's the thing. In, in 2 Timothy verse, or chapter 1, verse 7, it says this. 
For God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear, but a po of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Now, I know the sound mind part's a little hard to believe sometimes, you know, but, but, but it's true, and his word is true. And so it's the spirit of fear that we have and the things that we're so afraid of aren't from him. That's totally from the enemy. That's totally not what he wants for us. We become paralyzed by our fears. They lock us down. They hold us like, like the heaviest of chains. And, and we need to be aware of those things so that we can, we can overcome it. It's not from God. It's not coming from Him. And so we need to be able to, to, get, to get beyond it. I know people that um, have become so paralyzed that they just do crazy stuff. They do silly stuff. And I know you know the stories, and, and maybe even you have your own story. I remember as a kid, so desiring to be accepted by everybody. I mean, I was willing to do whatever in a lot of cases. And I remember so being, wanting to be so uh, accepted that, that I would wear, like, my brother's, like, hand-me, hand-me-downs, right? I mean, just so I could have a pair of Levi's, you know, like, who wears Levi's anymore? But the reality is, is, like, that was, like, the jeans then, wasn't that long ago, really. But um, thank goodness they're still in business. But anyway, but then there was this, there was this shoe brand called Nike. And if you had Nikes, man, you were the coolest and you were accepted and, and everything else. But listen, I didn't, I didn't have Nikes of my own. So my brother had this pair of Nike waffle trainers. Anybody remember the waffle trainers? Yeah, so my brother had a pair of blue and yellow Nike waffle trainers. And this pair looks brand new compared to them. They were dirty and greasy and stinky and all of that good stuff. And they were like two or three sizes too big for me. But I, when, when I could get those shoes and he wasn't wearing them, I would wear those shoes because that made me cool and I would be accepted. Now, I was a little fella, but still, you know, even at that age, it was important to be accepted by the people around me, and I was willing to do whatever. Now, now let's translate that over to your life. Think about what you've been willing to do to be accepted by the people around you. What kind of decisions have you made? What kind of choices have you made that you wish you hadn't made? What kind of things have you worn that you wish you hadn't worn because of, of just being in the in crowd? What if, what if the places that you've gone that you know you shouldn't have gone just to be accepted by other people? We've all done it. But for some, it's, it's this desire to be accepted and we, we're willing to go to any length to really uh, have people approve of us and to make us feel accepted. Scripture shows us, though, that there's a danger in living uh, in the fear of men. To be so, so desperate to have their opinions be high of us and to have all of that, that we become, we become more fearful of men than we do of God. And the Scripture is very clear in Proverbs 29, 25, and it says this, that fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Now that word snare is something that maybe, you know, we, we don't think a whole lot about. But that was, if you were caught in a snare, you were caught. That was a trap. 
and you were, you were done. And so the, the contrast of being caught in a snare versus being kept safe is, is one that we really need to think about. Because every time we try to get man to approve of us, we can easily find ourselves stuck and in a place that we don't want to be, that we may not be able to get out of. And so today I want to spend some time looking uh, first just at some, some rejection traps, some snares that we can get caught, uh, caught in in this, this whole fear of rejection and this desire for man's approval. The first one, if you're taking notes, you can take it on the back of your program or if you have your U version out, you can, you can follow along. The first one is this, that you become overly starved. The first rejection trap is that you become overly starved. We can easily become overly starved for acceptance, can't we? When we want people to, to love us and care for us, and we're, we don't really care how or why, we just want them to, it, it's, a, it's an easy place to find ourselves. The, the sad thing is, though, um, when we're starved for this acceptance, the first thing that we really seem to do is, is we don't really win when we get it. We lose when we when we become overly starved for attention because it usually takes us places we don't need to be. I think about in the Old Testament the, of King Saul. Man, he had the greatest potential to be the greatest king ever. I mean, he was you know the, the tall, muscular, the, the good-looking. He just had all the things going on. The people would follow him or would do whatever, but he was so concerned with how, what they thought as opposed to what God thought that he put himself in a position to, to fail. He put him in a place where he couldn't be successful the way God wanted him to because he didn't really fear God as much as he feared man and their, their opinions of him. And so we find later on, though, in, in his life that as he rejected God's command and, and everything, as he's confronted with all of this, he says this in 1 Samuel 15, verse 24. He says, I have sinned. I violated the, God, the Lord's command. I was afraid of the people, and so I gave in to them. You ever found yourself giving in? If you've ever been in a leadership position, it, it's easy to let yourself give in to what the people want way more than to do what you know it is that God wants you to do. It, it's far easier to, to, to seek out what, what they want you to do and what in the direction they want you to go in than it is to follow what what God truly wants. I mean, our world is set up that way. I mean, you just look around. Sexual purity is one of those things that, that we, we know that is, is important. It's a thing that, that the Bible speaks very clearly of. And, it, and, and yet, though, we're so willing to give that away so easily. You know, we know that the, the Scriptures are, teach us that, that sex outside of marriage is, is, is not right, and yet we're willing to just let that go to receive the acceptance and the approval that, that often comes with that intimacy and that closeness. We desire to have that so much that we'll, we'll, we'll give up, we'll give up that, that piece of us just for the, to hear those words, I love you. When the reality is that love isn't really what it's all about. It's about acceptance. And it's about feeling wanted. Man, how many times do, how many people do you know that spend hours and hours of, on their hair and their makeup and, 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 you know, painting that barn really pretty to get it to look good, right? 
you know, and trying to dress it up and make it look good to get out so that people approve and think it looks good, you know? I mean, yeah, Jesse, I know that's you, yeah. Um, so you just, you just got a little born. It didn't take you that long to dress it up. So, but, but the reality is, is, is that there's, you know, the, the, there's just this approval that comes from, from just getting all dolled up and all of that. But the, oftentimes, again, the approval that comes is not the approval that you really desire. It's just that you get accepted. How many times do you go buy a car, guys, just so you'll be accepted, just so you'll be approved of, just so you'll be in that crowd of having the new car? How many times do we go to restaurants and eat there because it's the place to be? How many times do we, do we, do we, um, do we join clubs or organizations because it's the one to belong to? You know, how many times do we go to churches because they're just the place to be? I think this is the place to be, but, you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. But the reality is, is we do all kinds of things because, not so that because God said so, it's because man said so. And we often find ourselves in big trouble because we're seeking out things that we're never going to find in places that just doesn't exist. We've got to make mom happy. Got to make dad happy. Got to make the preacher happy. We've got to make, you know, this person happy or that person happy. We, got, we so desire to just try to please somebody that we're willing to do whatever. We don't like to say no because we want to say yes because that, that means that people will like us and, and think we're, we're important. A fear of man, though, it's a snare. And there are some people who want to be accepted so bad they become like the, the, the people on the, the, the car insurance commercial, the suckers. You ever seen that where they're all like sucked or stuck onto the car when they're trying to drive down the street? You know, and they got, you know, it's just... I wish I had a picture. It's kind of funny if you haven't seen it. You should look it up. Google it. It's there. But, but people who are so desiring acceptance and attention often become like those, those suckers. They suck the life out of you because they're trying to get you to approve of them in ways that, that you don't have to approve of them. And they're, they're desiring to have this approval. And so, so there are people who are approval addicts. It's, it's just a, it's an addiction to wanting to have approval. And so for some of us out there, we need to understand that, that there's an issue with being overly starved and being an addiction, uh, 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 an approval addiction. So here's the things. Approval addicts, they, they have some problems. They have this inability to confront. People that, that are seeking approval and are addicted to it, man, they, they just can't say no to anybody. And they can't say no, that's wrong. They can't say no, that's not right. They're afraid to confront other people because they're so afraid of losing that person's acceptance. And so they're just willing to do whatever it, it takes. And so they become, they find themselves in a place of losing their integrity. They find themselves losing um, a biblical uh, stance. They, they just, uh, they, they find themselves doing whatever it takes. And so they just become watered down and washed down because they're not willing to confront people who, who then take advantage of them because they know where they are. The second one is that approval addicts, they give in, but they're inwardly angry and resentful. They can't say no, but it ticks them off that, that people keep asking them. 
And so they just keep on taking and doing and trying to prove everybody else and they become angrier and angrier and angrier inside because they're just not willing to, to stop because they know if, they, if, they, if the moment they say no, they're going to lose that person's attention and acceptance. We have to be careful of, of over, being overly starved for acceptance. It will put us in places that we were never meant to go it will put us in situations that will not just be for today or tomorrow, but that will last for, uh, for the rest of our lives. And so the rejection trap of overly starved is, is one to avoid. The second one is this, to become overly cautious. It's kind of the opposite of that. Because you're so afraid of losing someone's uh, acceptance or attention, they become overly cautious. They don't want to hear, you know, they want to say, no, they don't want to get involved in it. They just keep everything at arm's length. You know, some, that's, that often happens um, in, in relationships. It become, you know, ladies, you know, you just, you know, you, you, you want some approval so bad that you join the, the men's hater club, you know, that all men are dogs. And so you, you cling to the all men are dogs thing so that you're accepted by this group because you don't want to be hurt by that group. Guys, you know, you join that group that all women are female dogs. You with me? Because you don't want to be rejected by that group. You hang out with this group. And so you become overly cautious. You want to engage yourself in with a relationship here because you're afraid of losing acceptance, of, of being hurt and rejected. So you stay away from anything else. It's why so many people stay away from the church today. Because listen, church, we've been terrible at rejecting people. We've been terrible about turning people away when things aren't going good and, and shooting our own so that they don't want to come here because they, they feel like that if they do come, because of what's going on in their life, they'll be rejected and we won't love them and we won't accept them for where they're at. Let me tell you, that's wrong of the church. But it's a, it's a, it's a symptom of acceptance is a symptom of, of this fear of rejection. And we need to make sure that we're more loving and we're more accepting so that people don't put us at that arm's length. They don't put God at that length because of us. But people become overly cautious. The scripture tells us in Proverbs 28, 14, it says, Blessed is the man who always fears the Lord, but he who hardens his heart falls into trouble. Listen, when you become overly cautious and you keep... You, you let your heart get so hard that you, you don't want to let anybody in. Man, listen, you can get yourself in trouble as well because you miss out on an important piece of what God has for you. And so we need to be careful that, that we don't allow ourselves to fall into this trap. Because here's what happens. This fear of rejection, we become overly cautious. And guess what happens as believers in Jesus? We become so cautious because we don't want to be rejected, that we don't tell other people about Jesus. And guess what? That's what we're commanded to do. That if we, that we are to love God with all that we have, that, that we're to love others as ourselves, so we're to love them so that they just, and they're to have them just as, as capable of accepting it as we are. But then the Great Commission says to go, therefore, go and tell. Tell people the good news of Jesus. And so we need to be able to do that. But when we're overly cautious, when we're afraid of rejection, listen, we'll shut down and we'll not do one of the greatest 
things that we're called to do, and that's to tell others about him. And that's what happened in John chapter 4, verse 42. It says, but because of the Pharisees, uh, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved for they loved praise from men more than praise from God. There was these believers there who believed who Jesus was and wanted to, to follow him, but they were so afraid of men and their opinions and what they would do to them that they weren't willing to follow Jesus the way that he called them to. Sound familiar? I think it's where so many of us live our lives. It's one of the things that I loved about this week is our kids didn't, they weren't afraid of, of just living that out in front of the people around them. It was so neat. They took us, there was four groups there from all over the, the country. There was Minnesota and Virginia and, and Missouri, and they brought us all together, put us in this group, and then really divided us out in, into to four different groups, but we were all split up. And the interesting thing is most of the time when you take a bunch of teenagers and you take part of a group that knows each other and another part that doesn't know them and you put them together, it's like oil and water. You know, no matter where you take them, they just kind of, they stay away from each other. But man, it was so awesome to watch all of these kids come together. And, and you couldn't tell where one group stopped and the next group started. It, they, just, they just mingled right in there. You know, they were hugging and, and telling each other goodbye at the end. And it was kind of like, where, who's, where's our groups? It was so neat to watch because they let this, they didn't, they let this fear of rejection down. But it was because we, we talked about it and we dealt with it. We let the scripture speak to us about what was going on. And so, so you need to understand that there are traps. So how do we overcome them? How do we get past those things? Here's, here's some, a couple of ways that we can do that. The first thing is this, that we say yes to pleasing God. Sounds kind of easy, right? Sounds like that would be like the natural first step. Sounds like that would be something that, gosh, I shouldn't really have to tell a whole church full of people that that's the first place to overcome rejection. But the reality is, that is it. Because we've become so accustomed to saying yes to man and no to God because those two things often don't go together that we've, we've totally forgotten that the, our main priority is to, is to say yes to him. And to follow him. In the Old Testament, in 1 Kings chapter 22, there was, a, there was the account of where um, Jehoshaphat, the, the king of Judah, uh, was having a conversation with the king of Israel. And, and he was being invited to come into war with him. And, and so uh, at this point, Je Jehoshaphat, which is like my favorite name in the whole Bible to say, I don't know why. But Jehoshaphat. Is this guy, who, he, he's, he's so wise. He says this in 1 Kings 22, verse 5. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, First seek the counsel of the Lord. What an incredibly simple thought. But think about it. How many times do we first go to God and ask him what he wants for us? I mean, we make all kinds of plans. We plan where we're going to college. We plan where we're going to school. We plan where we're going to send our kids to school. We plan where we're going to work. We plan where we're going to shop. We plan what we're going to buy. We plan what, you know, where we're going to spend our money. But how many times do we ever stop before any of that and just say, God, what do you want? What is it that you want for me? What is it that you want for my family? What is it that you desire for me to do? What have you gifted me to do? What have you designed me? What's the part that you want me to play? 
See, I think so often we forget that because here's what we do. We go and put in an application and we say, God, please let me get that job. Please let that work out. Please let it happen. Instead of saying, you know what, God, I need to go fill out some applications. Which one, which one should I fill out? Where is it that you want me to work? Because uh, not that one. Okay. And throw it to the side and move on. Listen, we have to ask him first. We have to please him first. And there's going to be times where we please him. And guess what? It's not going to please other people around us. Because it's not going to fit their goals. It's not going to fit their plan. It's not going to fit what they want. But the reality is, so what? Because if we are pleasing him, I believe when we please God and we say yes to that and we live our lives to please him, then listen, the rest of it falls into place. The rest of it, other the people around us that we're supposed to please will be pleased because they'll see us doing whatever it takes to be exactly where we're supposed to be with God. In 1888, there was an evangelist who was graduating from seminary. He was about to go and begin to, to speak. And, and to be able to do that, he needed to go and he needed to preach in front of uh, a panel that would approve him or disprove of him to, to allow him to become, uh, to become a pastor. And so, so he goes in front of these three men and he delivers this, this message that he's written and he, he, he lays it out there for them. And he's one of, of, of many that go before them that day. And at the end of the day, those, the, that panel of three men would go make a, a rejected or accepted list. And so the evangelist goes and once the list is put up and he, he goes and looks for his name on the accepted list and it's not there. He looks over at the rejected list and sure enough, there's his name. He's been rejected. Stamped. Sealed, it's done. It's been turned down by these men. And so he goes to the telegraph office and he sends a message to, to his dad and it says, rejected. And a few days later, he gets a, a telegram back from his dad and he said, rejected by man, accepted by God. See, sometimes you're going to be rejected by people around you. But when God's told you what it is that you're supposed to do, when you know that you're in the center of his will, when your life lines up with what he teaches us in his word, then listen. Sometimes you're going to be rejected by people, but you're going to be accepted by him. And you've got to be willing to live your life that way. We all have to be willing to follow him. Again, I believe that it falls into, into when, we, when, we, when we say yes to him that that we're going to end up pleasing the people that we're supposed to please. Here's what Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, when we're focusing on being where he wants us to be, then life as we are designed to live it is going to fall into place. And too often we're trying to make, we're, we're going against the, the flow of everything because we want it to be the way we want it to be. But I'm telling you, the joy and peace that we're designed to have will come when we're saying yes to him and not focused on saying yes to everybody else around us. So the first thing is that we've got to learn to say yes to pleasing God. The second one is this, that we say no 
to pleasing people. Now, for some of us in the room, that's going to make you really happy. Because you feel like now, Pastor Ron has given me the, he's given me the go-ahead to tell them to, what to do with their whole thing for me. That I can go and just tell them off. If I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it anymore because I don't have to please anybody. Listen, that is not where we're going with this. It's not about being rude to somebody else because now you can just say no and, and be ugly because I know I would probably fall into that for most of you when, when I call you up and say, hey, can you come help me do this? You'd be like, well, you told me to say no. And so I know how that could go. But the reality is just know when you're saying yes to me, that's it's the same as saying yes to God. No, I'm just, just kidding. Anyway, but, but, but the reality is, is listen, it's not about saying no to people to, to say no to be rude. It's not about that. It's about being able to now focus on what it is that God has for you and, and be able to follow Him. Saying no to pleasing people is not about being rude or obnoxious or any of that. It's still about, we're still called to love people. Nothing changes that. It's just now that our, our desires change. It goes from being able to fear rejection and, and, and being afraid of people you know, turning us away or dejecting us. But now it's about being accepted by God and doing exactly what, what he wants for us to do. We're still to love people no matter what it is that, that we do. Isaiah 51 verse 12 says, uh, and here it, it asks this question, it says, Who are you that you fear mortal men? The sons of men, who are you but grass, who are but grass, that you forget the Lord your maker? You see, we forget and we want to please all these people around us, but the reality is, at the end of the day, that can go just like that. One time we say no, one time we don't do what they want, and we're rejected. But the reality is with God that we're always accepted when we follow Him. We're always where we need to be. So we, we don't have to worry about pleasing every person. That, but if we'll please him, then I'm telling you, the rest falls into place. I think about times in my life where I, I was so afraid to say no to people. I think about the, the first time that I had an opportunity to, to drink. And I had a choice to say no or yes. But because I didn't want to be rejected, I said yes. And listen, that led to a long time of drinking a lot of stuff that I shouldn't drink. It led me to, because of drinking, it led me to doing a lot of things that I should have never done. It led me to, to being at places that I should have never been. It led me to being with people that I should have never been with. It led all kinds of things that, that it shouldn't have. But it was because I was afraid to say no to somebody and not follow what God wanted for my life. Think about that. Think about where you've been. Think about what you've done. Think about what you've said and all those things that you got yourself in a place because you were afraid to say no because you knew you would lose the approval and acceptance of a person. I'm sure there's some stories in the room today I'm sure there's many stories in the room today of how that's happened to you. I could tell you many stories of my own, of just willing 
not willing to do what, what I, it was that I knew God would want me to do, but I did what I knew everybody else around me wanted to do. And that, that led to a, a long road that, that I, you know, I'm not ashamed of because I did it and I've repented of it and, and tried to do right. But the reality is, is, is those things have, have helped, but helped get me to where I am. But, but you know what? I sure would have rather got there the other way of just following him and being willing to do what it is. Every single day, every single opportunity that we have is an opportunity to, to either say yes to pleasing God or no to pleasing people. And we have to be willing to do that. Paul asked this pressing question in Galatians 1 verse 10. He, he was asking himself, and, and so you, today I need you to ask yourself this. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Let me ask you this. Are you, are you trying to please people? Because I can guarantee you that if your sole desire is just to please people, you're probably not pleasing God. Because that's not what we're called to do. We're called to love them and love others as ourselves. Sure, you know, you could, you could twist that around and try to make that argument. But the reality is, is that we're to love God first. And we're to please Him first. Not ourselves, not someone else, but Him. Our fear of rejection comes out of wanting to, everybody else around us to like us. But the truth is that when God Almighty, the one who created us, made us, put us together and breathed life into us, when he's pleased with us, listen, I'm telling you that the joy and the peace and the comfort and all of the things that we so desire out of those other relationships will automatically be there. We're trying to find something where it, where it doesn't exist. Ask yourself this question. Is your desire to please God or to please man? Is it to please the one who created you and gave you purpose in life? Or is it the one who will love you today because you're doing what, you're, what they want you to do? But tomorrow that will, could change if you, if you don't. We need to say no to being a people pleaser. Can I just tell you as a pastor, one of the hardest things to do is, is to not be a people pleaser. Because listen, there's, there's like 200 people that regularly come in and out of this church. And so there's regularly 200 people that are expecting me to do exactly what they want me to do. They have their opinions and, 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 and desires. They have their, their thoughts of what I'm, what I'm supposed to be. And, and that's what I'm supposed to be. So, I'm, so, so if I meet your list, chances are I might, I'm probably missing somebody else's list. Chances are I'm probably missing a bunch of people's list, but actually. And so there's days where there's this immense pressure. You know, it's, not, it's like being a mom in, with multiple kids. You're trying to please one kid, and while you're doing that, you're probably ticking off the other kid. You know, or if you're a dad and you got, you know, you're trying to keep mama happy, because if mama's happy, everybody's happy, but that, that really ain't stinking true. I don't care what you say. 
You know, especially if you've got two other, you got two girls in your house. You know, mama can still be happy and those two could be way out there. You know, so, so think about that. When, when you bring that together, that's a very similar situation. And so sometimes it's so easy as a pastor who's called here to be the man of God who, who oversees the body, who shepherds and, and does all that. It's very easy to then go from being the one who should be wanting to please God to trying to please everybody else. And so, listen, there's just times where you're just not going to be happy with me. I just, can I just tell you that? And, and if you go to another church, guess what? There's going to be times where you're not happy with that guy either. And you won't be happy with the next guy or the next guy because, listen, our desire is not to please everybody. I can't do it. It'll kill me trying to please everybody. But I will break my neck trying to please God. And if I'll do that when I'm doing that, then, then I'm usually pretty good with most everybody. There's always that one. No, I'm just kidding. You know who you are. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But the reality, yeah, Glenn, yeah, thank you. <laughs> At least I don't have to tell you now, right? So we're good. Anyway, no, but the, the truth is, is that's how it works for us. It's no different than your life. You've got, if you work at a place that's got multiple people, listen, you, you know it's the same thing. If you, whatever it is, wherever you find yourself in a group of people, it's always going to be the same. We try to please this person, this person's not happy, but listen, look, quit. Quit trying to please all the people and try to please God the best that you can with everything that you got. How do you do that? Listen, you reject that, you reject that fear of rejection. That's what you need to do, is get rid of it. Stop worrying about what everybody else is going to say about you and focus in on what God says about you. Focus on the things that he loves about you and that he desires for you. Here's the goal. To live for an audience of one. If you will focus in and live for him, I promise, it won't be about who will be the next boyfriend or girlfriend. It won't be about who, who will be this or that for you. It will be about the fact that you focus in and you live your life for the one who truly has the best plan for you and the, the greatest intentions for your life. We have to quit trying to just please everybody and focus in on him. Focus in on the one. John 5.30 says this, By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Jesus was making it very clear that the fact of even he wanted to please God first. Couldn't, couldn't take care of all the people, but if he could please God, then the rest would fall into place. And let me tell you, for you and for me, that's how, that's how that works. So we need a desire to please him and to allow him to be number one. The great pastor Lloyd Ogilvie says this, Secure in God's love, I will not surrender my self-worth to the opinions and judgments of others. When I am rejected, I will not retaliate. When I am hurt, I will allow God's love to heal me. And knowing the pain of rejection, I will seek to love those who suffer from its anguish. Listen today, seek out what God has for you. Seek out to please Him no matter what it takes or where it takes you. And always remember that there are other people around you who are fearing rejection just as much as you. If you'll love them the way that you're called to love, then I promise 
life truly will be all that he wants it to be. You don't have to live in fear. And you certainly don't have to live in fear of the rejection of others. Live for the approval of the one who gave his son Jesus for you. Who, who said you were worth everything. And he let his son die on a cross and pay the price for your sins. He allowed him to be taken off and buried in a borrowed tomb. And on the third day, with all the love and power he had, he raised him up so that you could only, not only be forgiven of your sin, but you could live for eternity. He did that for you and for me. That's acceptance. That's the love that we should want. And so i got to ask you today, do you have that? Do you have his love? And do you have his acceptance? Have you taken hold of that? If you will, I promise life will truly change. And it will change amazingly. And it will change for eternity. Let's pray together. God, we thank you today for the ability to be loved by you. God, did not have to live life struggling with the fear of rejection. Not having to worry about do. Do they love me or do they, do they not? Do they like me? Do they not like me? Do they, do they like how I do this or not like how I do that? That God, we don't have to worry about those things. We can be concerned with our, our desire to want to do a good job. We can be concerned with, with one of that. But the, the, that desire and that, and that desire to please not, doesn't come out of others' approval, but it comes out of doing a good job and doing everything right because of you and who you are. So God, I pray today that as we sit in this room and as we, we think about what we've done and, and where we've gone and how, how far we were willing to go to, to be loved and accepted by other people, that God, in this moment, that we'll, we'll realize that there's, there's never too far. There's never too far away from you that you can't bring us home and, and love us and forgive us. And so today I pray that as we, as we just contemplate ourselves, not anybody else and not where anybody else may be or has gone, but God, where we are, that we'll be able to know today without a doubt that we, that we have your acceptance, that we have your love. And God, as we seek to please you and to do the things that you desire for us and from us, God, that we'll be able to then experience the true approval that we desire. The approval we were created to desire and to receive. So God, in these moments, as the band plays and as we just think about where we are, God, may we, may we be willing to confess our fear. May we be willing to confess that we've just been afraid of, uh, of being rejected so desperately that we've, we've sought after man's approval and not yours, God. God, I pray in these moments that you'll, you'll hear our cries, you'll hear our, our pleads, and God, you'll just accept us, and love us, and God, just demonstrate your grace to us. God, we love you today, and we thank you. We thank you that we can come to you and give you our fears. God, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.